Welcome to Late Night Chats Podcast with the Clugsons. I'm Jared. And I'm Audrey. And today we are bringing you a little bit different episode coming out of Valentine's Day. We thought we would ask each other some questions and let you all listen in. This will be a lighter episode, give you a bit of a window into our relationship and just help you get to know us a bit. What initially sparked your interest in me? Yes, what initially sparked interest? So, we were in Los Angeles street meetings, kind of two things. One, one of my friends said, hey, those Dursan girls are pretty nice. Ah, like, so another guy yeah. gave you a nod in my direction. Absolutely. <laughs> you didn't notice me until another guy had No, I noticed you, but then it was kind of subconscious. Oh. So, that's the first thing. I noticed you were like this mature, quieter, but looked like a fun person, and you're beautiful. So then, of course, I started observing. Um, consciously. I think it was more subconscious as well. Um, Because I wouldn't say I looked at you and immediately was like, I had a crush. We didn't have love (laughs) at first sight. (laughs) Thinking back, like I just had these feelings, but I know I felt that you were a safe person. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because you respected the women Mm -hmm. and you didn't just hang out with the cute popular girls, but I just noticed that you were someone who interacted with everybody. Hmm. And I just loved how you interacted with the women. <laughs> I hope that's a good thing. <laughs> the guys did have to lead out. And so, mm-hmm. um, and as you led, you were kind of shy, like not, maybe not an overconfident leader, <laughs> but you were really kind about it. And, and that's something also that just piqued my interest, like, okay he's willing to lead i really felt that you were not one of the guys that were whispering to your friends about the cutest girl and it did not shock me whenever i started dating you that you didn't tell people that you liked me how long did it take you after you met me till you decided to ask me out because we were only together 10 days or not even 10 days it wasn't 10 days because i so I was there, they were low on guys that year, and so they wanted me to come out, and I was only there till Wednesday, and I got there Friday, the Friday before. And I noticed you then, and I gave it some time, talked to my sister about you, it's like a week or two afterwards, and then we were having this reunion, so I talked to my parents about, about you, and then it was after the reunion, like a week later, that I asked you out. So max four to eight weeks, something like that. I see. So you hadn't decided, like you decided after the reunion, right before you asked me out, that's when you decided you were going to ask me out? Or did you have it in your mind at the reunion because you were awfully friendly and nervous? <laughs> yes, I, I had already planned to ask you out before the reunion. Um, I had made that decision. And then I was just waiting until after the reunion to do it. And how many times had we actually talked to each other before the reunion? <laughs> Technically once, oh, if boy. that, once or twice, if yeah. that. So we did not yeah. know each other very well at all. Yeah, no. I am the type of person that when there was a girl that I liked, I tended to stay away. Fear, nerves, I didn't know how to handle it, so I just stayed away. Yeah. And observed from a distance, which is kind of creepy. <laughs> But anyways, that's what happened. Yes. How long did it take you to decide to say yes or no? The first time that you asked me, 
I took maybe a week or two. I forget. But I knew right when you asked me that there was no way. Like, I knew I was saying no to a nice guy. Mm-hmm. In fact, this is a funny story. My sister and I were looking at pictures from L.A. from the um, ministry week. And I saw a picture of Jared and I told my sister, hey, you should go for Jared. Like, that would be really <laughs> cool if, if you could date Jared because I knew you were a nice guy. Um, and then it wasn't like 20 minutes later that I got the call that That's you were funny. asking me out. That's funny. <laughs> and so there was so much going on in my life right then. There was no way, but I still wanted to give it time to think about it. Yeah, so for sure. I think it was about two weeks. Did you expect me to say yes the first time you asked? So I was hoping that you would say yes the first time I asked. However, I knew your cousin and he tipped me off and he just thought that good chance you'd say no the first time. So I kind of had that in my mind, but hoping it would be different. Yeah. So I kind of expected you to say no. I see. What did you notice about me on our first date then? A year later after I asked her the second time. So two things I noticed. I noticed that you were nervous. And I noticed that you were not very open about your life. You struggled to find things to talk about. And and it was really hard. I was very nervous and very scared. Because a few years before that I felt like I was pretty confident but for some reason as soon as you said yes like my confidence fled out the window <laughs> yeah and it might have happened before that yeah but i was so scared i didn't know what to say and i felt like i was just saying uh mm. like so what i'm trying to say is like just all the bumbling around like not even getting anything out it wasn't that i desired to hide anything so much as i was I couldn't get the words out. I wanted to get words uh-huh. out. I just didn't... I was locked up. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you notice about me on the first date? Yes. I noticed your beauty. And... I just noticed your smile. And your sparkly lips. <laughs> I had you some lip gloss. <laughs> uh, so that's what I noticed. And... I noticed shoes a lot, so I noticed your shoes. I thought they what were pretty cool. What was I wearing? Cool. I don't even remember. They're white, kind of like, not really Vans, but maybe like a low skate shoe or like a, just a... Just a... Are you sure it wasn't Converse? That was my Converse era. I had like every color of Converse you could want. It could be. <laughs> it was more of a glance, but I just... Yeah. I, I remember noticing them. Okay. Um, what else did I notice? I could tell you were nervous. But you seemed confident, mm-hmm. even with the nervousness. I just remember, you know, like, you would ask really good questions, and, you know, I didn't know what to ask either. Like, I didn't come with a list of things to ask. Okay. Like, so that was, that was, I should have planned better, I guess, in that aspect. Yeah. Didn't you later, in some of our conversations, have a list of questions? Especially phone calls. Oof, yes, <laughs> phone calls. That's another subject entirely. But yes, I would write down like, We still everything. don't do well on phone calls. <laughs> we still get nervous on phone calls. <laughs> Just voice message, WhatsApp. It's great. <laughs> How was dating different than you imagined it would be? So I imagined that I would have a crush on a guy. And then he would magically ask me out. And it would just be so glorious to go on these dates. 
because I had such a crush on him and we would just connect and, and it would be so fun. Mm-hmm. Not what happened. <laughs> um, I knew I liked Jared and I knew I respected him so deeply. But those feelings of a crush just were not there. And I think a lot of it was because I was so terrified. Um, I was so scared of a relationship with a man. I was terrified of the thought of marriage. And so all these fears just really kept me from being able to be free and just enjoying the relationship. And so dating was such hard work. And I was very stressed out um, a lot of our dating time. So how was dating different than you thought it would be? So similar to what you said in that I thought that, you know, after several dates, you know, you'd start getting these feelings for me. We just like hit it off, just have loads of fun, just, you know, carefree, but also serious. But, um, yeah, I think I panicked on the second or third date when you were just like, I have no feelings. I told you that on the third date. <laughs> yes, I guess you did. Because <laughs> um, you've been talking about it with your healthy. Oh, and then mm-hmm. you just mentioned it to me and I was panicking. like, ah, how do I get this girl to feelings and give her more flowers? Give her more flowers. <laughs> <laughs> he brought me a gift every single day. A huge gift, like a big bouquet of flowers and chocolate. Like I got so much chocolate when we <laughs> dated. <laughs> yeah, and like those things like, just didn't work and... Oh, I had, like, there's no manual that says, here, this is how you date. And everyone you ask is, oh, get this little grin on their face, say, you'll figure it out. Worst advice ever. <laughs> Worst advice we ever. We were not figuring it out. No, we weren't. What advice would you give someone who is wanting to start a dating relationship? Mm-hmm. One thing that I would say is really pray about it and search your heart as a person don't go into a dating relationship expecting that you will stay the same two people coming from different backgrounds especially they think different about life they see you know spiritual things differently they there's just a lot of things that are different in the way they grow up and it's not that it's wrong at all but if if you feel that like your way is kind of right and you go into a relationship like that (laughs) it's gonna not be a good day and so that's kind of what happened with me is I expected that you know I just assumed we would agree on everything that was kind of a preconceived idea probably the best advice I got from my brother is don't expect that you will not change or have to change in a relationship like it's about two people coming together and and seeing you know how they can mesh and become one Mm -hmm. and there's going to be some parts of you that are, you're going to have to let go and you know, decide what's important and what's not. Absolutely. So what advice would you give to someone if they're wanting to start a relationship? So don't let the dating relationship become your identity. Mm-hmm. I feel like that happened with me, even though I didn't want it to be. Um. It's just a relationship that you're trying to figure out if you can get married. Yes. So if you need to break up, that's okay. Yes. And it's really hard because all the aunts, all the grandmas, <laughs> all the family members that, that loved you when we broke up for that season, they were heartbroken. 
And it made it really difficult for me to even be able to make a clear decision because then I felt really guilty about needing to end the relationship. And it's just a trial. Dating is just trying it out to see if it'll work for life, okay? So it's perfectly fine if you need to break up. And everyone right now is like, they broke up and then they got married? How dare they? (laughs) Okay, next question. What is one thing you wish we would have done differently with dating? Ah. I wish we would have kissed more. On the lips? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) But I wish we would have had more physical contact after we got engaged, especially. Mm -hmm. Because not that the wedding night was so overwhelming. Like some people say, there's so much to work through. I didn't feel that so much. As I think some physical contact, more than what we had, would have helped me relax. Mm-hmm. And would have built some trust with me before we got married. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't have minded more physical contact mm-hmm. and even some kisses, maybe not on the lips, but like on the on face the and just, just to get used to some of that. And you're specifically saying like after engagement. If you're promised to each other, then... Um, There's that commitment level established. Yes. Yeah, that makes yes. sense. I don't think physical touch should exceed the commitment level. Yeah, that's really good. What about you? What do you wish we would have done differently while we dated? So, two things. One of them is on me. The boundaries that we did set, sometimes I would push them just a little bit. So, I wish that I would have not done that. Just, like, set boundaries and then kept them. I mm-hmm. think part of why, why I pushed them was because... I didn't necessarily fully agree with them, but mm-hmm. I was too scared to actually say, well, my boundary should be here instead. I see. The one thing I th- wish we would have done differently is I would have wished for holding hands more, a little bit more physical touch. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I would not have been comfortable kissing on the lips, maybe on the cheek. That was pushing it for me, but at least holding hands. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are, are really scared about like where that could be, and I think... It's not a one-size-fits-all. Like, mm-hmm. each couple, I feel, needs to say, here's where our boundaries are at, and then stick to them. Mm-hmm. It's more important to have a boundary that you stick to. Mm-hmm. Like, wherever your boundary is, that you do not cross that, than it is about, like, not doing anything at all. Yeah, I mean, because one of the fruits of the Spirit is um, is just self-control. moderate. Yeah, self-control. Um being moderate in all things. And so, to me, I feel like as a, as a guy, having an established boundary and then not pushing that is, a, is an act of respect to you. Oh, yeah. What is one thing you did not know about me before we got married? Considering it seemed like our dating relationship was a lot of hard work, mm-hmm. after we were married, I didn't realize how playful you were. Mm-hmm. I really loved that. <laughs> it's so fun. It took me a while to warm up even after we were married, didn't it? Yeah, or like, okay, so sometimes if you would, like, just jump at me, you would be scared that, oh, maybe you, like, just kind of, like, playfully plow into me that, uh, you know, you hurt me or something and and apologize. And, but I was like, how do I tell her that I kind of think this is fun? Yeah. So how about you? What is one thing about me that you didn't realize beforehand? 
I did not realize that your personality is visionary to the 10th degree. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. And this has impacted our marriage so much with you constantly dreaming and wanting to start projects. And I'm the discerner and I'm the one that's always finding all the holes (laughs) in all the plans. And this has been a hurdle for us to have to work through. I've also had to learn that, you know, her discernment is actually really good. I'm an idealist, and so there are holes in some of my ideas. And I've had to learn then to bring other people, friends who have different um, skill sets than me, to help make the project actually be successful and good because (laughs) she was legitimately right. There were some holes, and she saw them before I did. One of the best pieces of advice you got that I feel like helped this was someone told you that you need to first go to your friends with your ideas before you come to me because it felt really scary and I would always just freak out at his new ideas. They hadn't been tempered much at all and there were still these huge big ideas in the sky (laughs) (laughs) and he would bring them to me and, and I just would freak out. And so someone told him first, take them to your guy friends, let them point out some holes and things and then bring a more realistic picture to your wife and that has felt so much better when you when you do that yeah and my friends also are realists and see like discerners they see holes and stuff and and so that we can have this dialogue of working through that and how to solve that Mm -hmm. and so when we go into a project it's not quite so dangerous Mm -hmm. what has been the best marriage advice you've ever gotten So I heard that as a woman, receiving is my feminine power. And that has done amazing things. I'm not sure if you always are aware of it. But as a woman, it can be really hard to accept the things that you offer to do for me Mm -hmm. or the gifts that you get to me feel extravagant. But to be able to receive from you with joy and with a smile on my face... It does a lot for me, but I think it also does something for you to be able to give and for and and to be received like that. Mm-hmm. And so I have felt times when our intimacy is lacking. If I can just up my receiving, my gratitude towards you, it helps our intimacy. And I don't know if you've noticed that, if you've noticed me doing that, but I sense that. Wow, that's pretty powerful. So there's times I can sense that like it's hard for you to receive something, but I didn't think about you upping your receiving helps. I can see that now. That's mm-hmm. really good. I like that. When we were first married, Jared would offer such outrageous <laughs> things, and it was so hard for me to receive. He would come home from a long day of work, and there would be dishes to do, and he would say, hey, why don't you go sit on the couch, and I'll do the dishes. <laughs> And it was literally physically hard for me to receive that. And I remember a time when I went crying to the couch because (laughs) it just went against everything in me to receive this. Like, why is he offering such outrageous things? I kind of had this attitude like, oh, she's taking it hard. But you know what? She needs love and I'm just giving it to her. And I just had such glee about doing it. Something that I want to do better at is adding humor to potentially hard situations. So if one thing that irritates us a lot (laughs) (laughs) 
is bumping into each other in the bathroom if we're trying to get ready to go somewhere, hogging the mirror space, trying to get the mirror, hogging the sink space, or else even cooking in the kitchen sometimes, getting in each other's way as we dig in the drawers and cupboards. For some reason, that's just a, a trigger, and we can become huffy. Especially to me, I kind of start, I get triggered, and then it just, just back and forth starts happening. <laughs> so if we can learn how to add humor in those times, I think we can deflate some of those yes. situations. But how to do that? We're just going to practice. Yeah, and we've, we've done it some. Like, the times when we have added humor, it kind of takes the poof out, and, yeah, we just continue on maturely yeah. <laughs> cooking or... Or, yeah, doing our thing. I think the best piece of advice I've ever received is when I first got married, I believed that I kind of viewed marriage as like a, a couple as an A. They kind of lean on the other one. And if like, let's say I go away for an evening or you go away for an evening or like I thought we always had to be together over dependent on one another. And like if one of us left for the evening, boom, you just fall. Like you, you need that crutch. And someone told me, they said, maybe... A couple should be an H where they're connected together in the middle, but they can stand on their own because let's say you go out with your friends and you come back with a spark in your eye that you didn't have before that affects the marriage and, mm -hmm. and same for me. And so I think that just realizing that we are our own people and yet we are one together, mm -hmm. but we are, you know, we can stand on our own, on our own two feet. Two individuals coming together, two whole people yes, coming yes. together and being in a relationship absolutely rather than having to lean on the other one almost creating a codependent yeah a codependency that turns unhealthy really fast okay there you have a peek into our lives thanks for watching if you like what you see subscribe and share it with others